This is COVID-19 Seattle. I'm Dave Ross. And I'm Aaron Granillo. We're learning now that wherever the next harvest is, there seems to be a rise in coronavirus cases that follows. Dr. Scott Lindquist is the state epidemiologist for communicable diseases, and he says Washington's hotspots are following the crop calendar. So depending on who is working in those agricultural settings and what county and what part of the state, that is where we're starting to see the movement of outbreaks. And it's not just farm workers. Linquist says it's the entire industry that operates in support of the crop. For example, early on, we had outbreaks in meat processing plants. And then it became asparagus farms. And then it became cherries. Now it's going to become what our next crop is, which uh, my understanding is apples. You know, I'm not sure where pears and other product fit in here right now, but that's that's the concern we have. And he says that the spread of the disease is not just in the fields or in the factories. It, of course, happens at home as well when people come back to their families. And that's been the tough thing about this. You can't do without the farm workers. That's where the food comes from. And many of them have to work together. And so it's a matter of riding herd and making sure everybody is wearing their masks and washing their hands. This is also part of the reason uh, Okanagan County has emerged as the state's leader in new cases. Governor Inslee met with the agricultural industry there, also uh, farm work advocates in the town of Brewster. And he says about a quarter of the 2,300 residents there have tested positive. We know this is a real concern. There's been a a real uh, outbreak in Okanagan County. It's one of the hot a spot, certainly in our state. And he says more testing needs to be conducted there, so he's bringing in extra help. We are now sending a National Guard mobile testing unit to Okanagan to provide increased testing. And the outbreaks among agricultural workers are also the reason, as we mentioned yesterday, the governor established two new state relief funds to help undocumented workers. Many of them work on farms and in food processing plants. As we told you, the program totals $40 million in financial relief. And Inslee says supporting these workers will help cut down on COVID-19 transmissions uh, statewide. We should also make it clear here, um, you know, as you mentioned, Dave, cases are still happening in densely populated more urban counties. That's, of course, due to things like people going out to restaurants, bars, and a lack of social distancing with family and friends. And it was mentioned that uh, restaurants continue to be a problem. The New York Times latest wrap-up of the causes of uh, COVID transmission specifically mentioned a restaurant in Spokane, where I think uh, the single restaurant was responsible for the spread to about 24 people. And we can't we can't emphasize this enough. It's being close to people indoors without a mask. That seems to be where the the transmission occurs primarily. So it's a little hard to understand exactly what's going on in the fields there outside. But if uh, even if you're outside, if you work close together without a mask, you're probably going to see it uh, going to see it spread as well. There was both good and bad news from the governor's news conference yesterday, because as we've been saying this week. It, Things are trending in the right direction. There are fewer cases being counted on a daily basis, but the state still wants to see no more than 25 cases per 100,000 people over this two-week period. 
we're not there yet across at least most of Washington. So the big counties like King and Snohomish, it's about 85 cases out of 100,000 people. Pierce County is seeing about 120. Um, But again, it's much worse in these rural counties that are now the big trouble spots. So Okanagan County seeing about 428 cases per 100,000 people. It's 530 in Chelan County and 625 cases per 100,000 in Douglas County. And that's why Governor Inslee said yesterday we probably won't see any changes in reopening counties that halts on uh, advancing to the next phase will probably be in effect for the foreseeable future. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to mislead people. Let's remember that Okanagan County's total population is Mm 43,000. When you talk about cases per 100,000, that sort of exaggerates it. In in raw numbers, according to their uh, the Okanagan County Health Department uh, website, public health website, cases reported in Okanagan County in the past 14 days total 169. Mm -hmm. So, you know, high on a per capita basis, but still 169. At least 1,500 public school students, staff, and teachers across at least eight states are currently quarantined due to COVID-19 exposure. This, as the American Academy of Pediatrics is now recommending, all children above two years old wear masks at school and in other public places. Dr. Sally Gosa is the Academy's president. We've made the recommendation, the CDC's made the recommendation that we not touch our face. And so that was, I think, part of the concern early on that children would not tolerate the mask and they would be touching their face more so that it would make them not as effective. I have a two and a half year old daughter and she is in daycare. The teachers are required to wear masks. When I pick her up, I'm required to wear a mask. But uh, right now, she is not, at least at the daycare I take her to. Hmm. Have you tried? Yeah, I have. And it's just, you can try for a few minutes, but I'm telling you, it's not going to stay on all day. I mean, she's there for several hours, and it's not going to happen. You might get lucky um, with a with a handful of them, but overall, there's no way you're, you're not going to get a two, three, huh. even a five year old to wear a mask. Of course, on. they will imitate you, and so I have a, I have a 20 month old granddaughter, mm-hmm. and uh, I've advised her mother to just give it a try early, mm-hmm. just to see if she can get acclimated to it. Because I think, yeah, if you suddenly spring it on them, maybe not. But her mom is wearing the mask all the time. So uh, we'll see. It'll be an interesting uh, experiment because that, I mean, if you can get kids to mask up at that age when Mm -hmm. they tend to be asymptomatic but still able to spread the disease, that would go a long way towards keeping schools open. Certainly. Let's talk about New York State, too, because today is actually the deadline for all districts across New York to submit their plans for reopening. We've heard uh, the governor there, Andrew Cuomo, say because transmission rates are low that it's semi-safe, at least, to get kids back into school. Um, Dr. David Hamilton is a superintendent at the Tioga Central School District in New York. He says they're hoping to do four days a week of in-person learning, and they're prepared for 100% of the students there to return. We've established um, classroom spaces where the students can sit behind barriers Uh, clear barriers, and then take their mask off. And New York is the only major school system in the country that has not committed to online-only learning. Um, I think it's, it's a success story there in New York, though. I mean, the fact that they are going to allow kids to come back because they hit the thing hard and they and people yeah. followed the guidelines. Well, Tioga, that's that's in the Finger Lakes region. That's pretty rural. Mm-hmm. So they they have a lot of space up there. They could conceivably hold classes 
uh, outside pretty easily if they if they had to. Um, it's it's going to be pretty interesting uh, as we watch schools reopen around the country. The um, the Georgia example, of course, seems to be an example of what not to do: crowded hallways, unmasked kids, assuming that uh, it'll be okay. And and turns out they had to close down again. Um, but I think that's that's what it'll come down to: whether you can actually get kids to take the mask wearing seriously. I want to ask you about what you heard from Vice President Joe Biden and his running mate Kamala Harris yesterday, because they are calling for a uh, a national mandate requiring yeah, I, people to wear masks. Yeah, I mean, he said, uh, well, he wants to portray himself, of course, as as 180 degrees from uh, mm-hmm. President Trump, and says, yes, there should be a nationwide mask mandate although he said this he said it was it's the governors and it was is it was a suggestion to governors of all 50 states to require masks and uh i guess i i guess we'll see if that sells it it's not really much different i mean in terms of the uh enforcement there's nothing that he can do to enforce that it's just a way of uh of saying this is the new way to be courageous by mm. courageously <laughs> by courageously wearing a mask in contrast to Donald Trump, whose whose uh, first read on this was that it uh, made people look weak. Man up and mask up. That's what I say. We will be back tomorrow and every day after with a 10 minute rundown of the daily local news. You can subscribe to this podcast. You can also find our news coverage on MindNorthwest.com or listen live at 97.3 FM.